This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Look at the scripture with me. It says here in Genesis, you intended to harm me. Is that blessing you already? But God, mm, hallelujah, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. We have gone through some things, but God gave us a testimony that will save many lives. We can't hide our testimony. Let it shine. Amen. And don't be ashamed of what God brought you out of. Amen. Let it fly as a great testimony and watch God help somebody. Go quick to the Gospel of Luke 23:34. Jesus is speaking. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them. And when did he say this? He's up on the cross. Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Look at that. While he's up there suffering, and he went through a lot of suffering threefold, body, soul, spirit. His own disciples, his homeboys, broke his heart. My God. Uh, oh, I'll go down with you. I'll, I'll, I'll stand with you. Nothing will separate us. And look, they went. One was trying to get away so fast that when they were trying to hold him, he left his clothes back there and ran naked in the woods. Lord, that's a shame. And one lied, just lied, lied, lied. My God, I don't know. I never, never saw him before. Who, who is that? I don't know him. Who is that? That's a shame. And they were right there breaking bread and everything with the Lord. But he said, Father, forgive them. I don't think he's just talking about the people that whipped him, that slapped him, that put a, 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 the thorns on his head. Ah, oh, he's talking about all. Disciples broke, broke his heart, left him. My God. Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. My God. And, and while he's praying for them, look what they're doing. Dividing up his clothes. My God. And here we are today in this modern world. Um, people are yet going through some tumultuous things. But we're still thinking God in the midst of all of that. We have a new year. We're here. We're alive. We have another mercy. We can make good of this. We can move forward in Jesus' name. And God has also given us as a church another opportunity once again to read through the Bible. And we have a Bible reading fellowship. We want you to join right on in. You know, God woke me up this morning. He redirected me, I told you, to insert this message in the sequence of the new series that we are just beginning. Just so happened that uh, one of the scheduled Bible reading passages covered the testimony of the main person of this message. The scripture that I read, amen, shows us that if we look at his testimony, he's like one of us going through, amen, to get to the other side. You know how King David wrote, uh, give me strength to run through troops, leap over walls, because it seems like all of us have to do such things just to walk this walk of faith. And it's not always an easy walk. Especially if you testify, here come the haters. We used to be singing in church and then take turns testifying. And then it became a contest. Who had the best testimony? Oh, I got one that'll top that. You know, then they stand up and 
you know, have that face. And God is sitting there in heaven going, mm -mm -mm, I hate a proud look. <laughs> My God, a proud look God does not like. Amen. But how many people are showing off also on Facebook? Look what I got. Oh, oh you can't top that. Oh, you can't. It's like a contest. We're not here to compete with one another, but we should be what? Building each other up in the what? Most holy faith. And sometimes you can encourage people online and all that, too. But some people got the wrong attitude. You know, God may give us all a dream, and he's going to do that by his spirit. Because he said, I, I'm going to pour out uh, on all flesh. And you're going to have visions and, visions and dreams and such. Amen. But oftentimes, people around us, they're not going to want to throw us a, a party of congratulations and encouragement. Not all the time. They want to throw us under the bus. You know how players, haters do. Psychologists even note that dreams can be repressed, buried deep down in us, due to experiencing certain levels of trauma, stress, or even anxiety. You're worried about this and that. For example, the sudden loss of a loved one can cause trauma that results in one's inability to remember your dreams. You can lose sight of God's vision. Trauma can impact our psyche to the extent that we may experience heightened anxiety, maybe increased irritability, maybe become more lazy than we would like to be, and maybe even emotionally detached, which causes people to live in denial of things. It can result sometimes in weight loss, too much weight loss, you know, or too much weight gain, or could even uh, come like this, an increased vulnerability to being afraid of this and that, almost, uh, you know, to the point where you're paranoid about things. Trauma is real, and, and, and its impacts cannot be underestimated. Sometimes in the church, we want to underestimate things and, you know, just slap a little grease on somebody's forehead, you know, pat them on the back. They're going to be all right. Have a seat in Jesus' name. But people have to be talked to. People have to be counseled. Ah, you have to, amen, weep, weep with those who weep. Amen. And bring them up. Not that y'all going to have a pity party for the rest of their life. No, but after a while, you're going to encourage them to get on up. Amen. Hallelujah. But you got to go where they at. Jesus went where people were, but he didn't stay where they were. He helped them get on up. He said, get up, take up your bed and walk. Hallelujah. And he helped them to get on up and get healed. Amen. And we need to learn Holy Ghost empathy that enables us to have wisdom to help folk get on up. Amen. We're yet challenged today to consider how um, to promote healing only, uh, not only for ourselves, but, our, for, but for our families, our immediate families at home, uh, our community. And what about our jobs even? A lot of stuff goes on, on job, at jobs. Amen. And what about our whole country? There needs to be a national healing. My God. There needs to be racial reconciliation. My God. And church needs help, too. Congregational health. And, and all of these things are happening in trauma-filled communities. The ongoing challenge uh, to contribute in a functional, healthy kind of way in the midst of trauma-filled communities is an ongoing study that's slowly gaining credence among trauma experts. People are considering the effects of trauma better now. These trauma-filled communities are characterized as having high crime rates 
and oftentimes a lack of resources are in those communities. As a result of um, domestic, uh, you know, uh, United States industries declining and people losing their jobs locally and there's political disenfranchisement and um, the, a lot of things happening that's not fair. The poor are feeding the rich to get richer. My God, it seems as if they don't pay the amount of taxes they ought to be paying. Seems like we're paying their taxes. My God, all of this can cause trauma in some kind of way. The light of hope for many people because of all of these maladies is beginning to fade or if it, if it has not faded already. And the sight of uh, trash scattered sidewalks, I was out there sweeping today. I don't want the saints uh, stepping over trash to get into the door of the house of God, amen? And we gotta do something about it, amen? Sometimes we gotta pick up a broom and adopt a highway and do stuff that helps the country to look better, amen? amen. Sometimes there's abandoned buildings and uh, all of these things around us. It gives us uh, a depressed kind of mentality. Why am I talking about all these factors? Why? Because dreams can be deferred due to personal, professional, and communal traumas. However, here's the good news. The biblical account of Joseph, y'all remember him in the Bible, Joseph the dreamer. Uh, the biblical account of Joseph provides comfort for those who have lost the ability to dream or recall their dreams that happened due to trauma. God's dream of faith was given to Joseph within a context that was not readily conducive for dream growth. He was favored by his father. Remember, his father lo loved him more than the other brothers. He loved uh, Joseph and his younger brother, Benjamin, better than he liked the older brothers. Why? Because, amen, he had a woman that was unforgettable. My God, he loved her. My God, better than he loved the concubines in them. My God. And when she gave birth, miraculously, he loved them two boys better than the other boys. Now, look at the family dysfunction there. My God, Joseph's dream was tested in this context with a very trying mix of both love and hate. He was both affirmed and rejected by his own family. Isn't that something? But God's vision in Joseph's dreams is reason enough for all of us to celebrate. It was put in the Bible for a reason. Why was it canonized? So that we will have encouragement to know that you don't have to let your dream die. My God, it can be kept alive. Like Jesse Jackson said, what? Keep hope alive. My God. We will be observing the trials, tribulations, and triumphs of Joseph, who went from slave all the way up to deputy Pharaoh, which is a concise look at Genesis chapters 37 through 50. I'm being concise because we'll be here for three weeks trying to get through that. Amen. The name of this message is I Dreamed a Dream. I Dreamed a Dream. This is the story of Joseph from slave to deputy Pharaoh. As a young man, I had dreams. You know, I still have some, thank God. And uh, some of my dreams got deferred so long, they almost dried up. 
But thank God he was able to use key people to help encourage my heart and revive some of my dreams. Amen. Some of my dreams were a little amiss, and through getting uh, saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, God showed me which dreams were carnal and which were mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. Some dreams I had to let go and dismiss and allow the Holy Ghost dream to stay alive. Amen. So God had to give me, amen, a a revitalized hope that way. Now, throughout history, there have been some very positive and negative accomplishments that have come uh, about because someone had a dream. Uh, Perhaps one of the most uh, noteworthy testimonies that confirms this assertion is the one delivered at the August 28, 1963 March on Washington for jobs and freedom by the late great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when he stated, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character, end quote. Many positive strides have uh, taken place in America since this claim. However, our country is not perfect in this area since there yet remains belligerent deterrence of injustice ever working to defer Dr. King's dream. One of the most famous poems penned by Harlem Renaissance poet Langston Hughes, written in 1951, helps us to think about the outcome of such an outlandish deferment. This poem was the inspiration of Lorraine Hansberry's classic play, if you remember this play, A Raisin in the Sun. Both literary pieces are characteristic of our life as experienced in the lower story here on this earth. There's a lower story on earth and an upper story in heaven. All of history is really God's story, capital H-I-S, his story. Amen. But uh, both stories help us to ponder for wisdom, hope, and positive motivation as we ask ourselves, what happens to a dream deferred? As Langston said, does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? And then a a much younger Hughes creatively penned the following advice about dreams in 1926. Hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams go, life is a barren field frozen with snow. My God. Sometimes in life, I have felt as though I was frozen, but God had to throw out the situation and help me to get, amen, hinds feet that were strong enough to climb the mountain, amen, and I was able to climb on up there, and God could do the same for you. After reading about Joseph's experience, I am very certain that we would associate with these poetic assertions that I just read about the power and elusiveness of dreams. Let's take a brief look at uh, Joseph's life. At 17 years of age, Joseph told his brothers about his dream. See, see how old he was, and they were older, having kids and such. So he was almost the baby, but there was a baby under him. 
13 years later after that, at 30 years of age, he was made second in command over all Egypt. Imagine that. That's a powerful position. And at 39, his brothers came to ask him for grain because they were starving. My God. So 22 years elapsed from when Joseph was given his dream to when it was completely fulfilled. 22 years of going through. 22 years of almost giving up hope, but not quite. My God, 22 years of yet believing God, even in the face of darkness and trials, being in prison and such. 22 years. He held on. We need to hold on. Do you have the hold on kind of faith? Joseph died at 110 years of age, but uh, he, he first enjoyed how many years? 71 years living prosperously and at peace with his family. Thank God for that. From a heavenly story kind of perspective now, we got to look at how God's looking at things. God looks at us as though we are all diamonds in the rough. We got to remember that when we're going through, when we feel so yucky about ourselves, when we look in the mirror after spending so much time primping ourselves up, but we still feel we're ugly. My God, we got to remember God is looking at us what? Like we're a diamond in the rough. Think about it on your bad hair day. My God, ladies. You know, there's a dark background around us that brings out our many facets of brilliance. If we are to look at ourselves as God looks at us as a diamond, there are many facets of brilliance when God's glorious grace shines upon us. So he sees us that way, giving us strength and favor to become his intended blessings to others. That's why we can't have a hung down head. God wants us to raise our head up and we can be an encouragement all around the world and shine as Christ shines. Amen. He wants us to shine like the noonday sun. Amen. My God, put away your, your uh, sorrow clothing and put on some shouting clothes. So hallelujah. Thank God. This is what God wants us to do. You know, Romans 8.28 reminds us uh, to keep hope alive and to preserve our dreams. Quote, and we know that in all things, you know it, God works for the good of those who what? Love him. And who are, who have been called according to his purposes? Uh, the question is, can you be forgiving so that you can forge forward? Jesus wants us to pick up our cross, follow him to a gracious victory. That's what he wants us to do. Uh, and that will require forgiving ourselves and forgiving others. Joseph was allowed by the Holy Ghost and enabled by the Holy Ghost to do that. Um, now, let's look at how heaven looks at things and also how earth might look at it. So we're looking at an upper heavenly story vision and a lower earthly story vision. We got to recap um, the principles of both realms, earthly realm and heavenly realm, because this chapter is of great ex uh, has great examples uh, of this concept in all of Scripture uh, that we could look at. Joseph's example is going to help us tremendously. We must never forget that God has a divine vision, a big idea, and it will always be good news for us. And when we look at the uh, way God looks at things, upper story of God, we begin to understand our divine purpose or the revelation of where we fit in his divine plan. Where do we fit? That's why heavenly purpose is very important. God had us 
for a while dealing with uh, the purpose of heaven. And when you apply your spiritual gifts that God gave in and know about them, you can aim and be where God should have you. And you will grow leaps and bounds and have an effectiveness in this here world. Amen. God wants us to be effective and have much fruit. Amen. Experience effectiveness. Not just, uh, like Paul said, uh, swinging and, and missing. Hitting as though we're swinging in the air, not hitting. But we want to we swing and hit. We want to make good of this thing. Amen. We don't want to just live for nothing. We have to live with heaven's purpose. And I want it to be alive. I don't want it to dry up like a raisin in the sun. I want God's will to be done in my life. Amen. I, I hope you want God's will to be done in your life. My God. Help us to wake up, Lord. Help us to be, instead of lethargic, energetic. Amen. Instead of, amen, uh, disqualifying the Holy Ghost and uh, allowing him to come in and do what he came to do. Thank God. Not ever learning and never coming into the knowledge of the truth. We want to come into the knowledge of the truth. And some people are ever learning and they, they, they deny the power of God. Don't let God have access to them to, so that he could tra change and transform them. God needs to come in and do some new things. See, here on earth, we see life in a certain way. And uh, that's how we sense our world, with our senses. But guess what? Our sensuality can take the very best of us and hurt others. That's even the worst part. Joseph was able to forgive his brothers uh, because he saw that God was up to something. Amen. He had a plan. He had captured the upper story, which was God's bigger plan in that dream that he dreamed. What the brothers did was wrong, yes, but God used their sin and jealousy to accomplish his overall purpose. Amen. You've gone through something, but God has a purpose. Amen. And if you don't, amen, give in to trying to get folk back and just give in to Jesus. Let God be the one that handles them, folk. You just go on and do what God told you to do. Be happy in Jesus. and Watch God make you a blessing. Thank God. One time my wife preached a message about uh, the three little pigs, my God, and she broke each one down. You know, those first two weren't that good. They just built a little frivolous little house, my God, but that last one had a better plan. He had heaven's purpose, seemingly, amen. He put the bricks there, amen. And uh, it's like our uh, calling an election. Are we making it certain? When you have the bricks, the good foundation, it's certain, it's, it's, it's sure. And when the winds of adversity come, it won't break down and, and fall down so easily, thank God. And we have to have our quality of life in the spirit that way. We can't, amen, be built on hay and stubble and sticks, but on the gold from heaven. God is like gold, and he wants us to be like him. When he looks at us, he wants to see himself. Amen. And he's not going to stop working until he sees himself. Then he's going to say, yes, it is finished. Hallelujah. I want God to look at me and see a finished work. I got to stop playing tug of war with God. I got to stop playing hide and go seek with God. I got to let God do what he came to do. Amen. I'm glad Joseph's testimony is in the word and it's showing us you can't give up. When folks are hating on you, you can't give up. You got to give in to the Holy Ghost. Amen. You got to let the Holy Ghost turn your bitterness into betterment. <laughs> Hallelujah, God. Don't, don't, don't drown in your sorrows. Oh, take it to the Lord in prayer. Oh, you got to go in that prayer closet and pour it out to God. Pour it out. 
pour your pain out. In the Psalms, people poured their pain out. And they weren't ashamed to pour it out. And God says, my shoulders are big enough. I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. You go ahead and cry, baby. Cry on my shoulders. Tell God about it. Oh, if you just tell God about it, take your troubles to the master. He's more than able to pick you up and turn you around. You know the rest. Place your feet on solid ground. Oh, I don't want to be on the mushy ground of hate, the mushy ground. Oh, where people that hate me pull them down to act like them. Martin Luther King said we need not let folk pull us down, amen, and to act like them, to hate like they hate. But he said agape conquers the hate. You can't win with hate. You got to win with love. Love is the way. God's love is the way. The no red tape, no strings attached kind of love. It's volitional. You got to make up your mind. When God taps you on the shoulder, he gives you the wherewithal to know there's a better way. And you got to decide the way to go. Amen. Is it going to be the losing way that you are in right now or the better way that God has showed you? He gave you a dream of a better way. Are you going to choose it? My God. Joseph was able to forgive his brothers and move on with his life. And when that plague came to Egypt, my God, he was already stationed to do, amen, things that would save other folks' lives. And then his brothers were able to come. They were able to make good of what uh, he made, amen, because everything he did turned to gold. Even lied upon by uh, Potiphar's wife and put in prison, a wrongful imprisonment. He went down there prophesying and still had the gift of God flowing. Isn't that something? Still used of God. And when you put a, a seed of faith in the ground, what's going to happen? Oh, it's going to take root after a while. Prophesying still, happy in Jesus, and Paul and Silas were in prison, but they weren't in there crying. They were singing hymns. Hey, and the ground began to shake because the seed began to germinate. What happens to the sidewalk when a seed germinates and takes root? It pushes the sidewalk out of the way. I've seen little plants coming up and pushing the sidewalk out of the way. God's going to plant you down in some stuff. Yes, he is, but that's all right. You're going to germinate in a minute. And that former rain is down there. It's going to give you sustenance to help you be birthed into your new thing. The newness of life, and then the roots are going to take root. And then, amen, you're going to, amen, find nutrients from the former rain. And then you're going to, amen, grow and prosper. And then you're going to, amen, grow some more branches. And the branches are going to have little buds, and little buds going to have fruit. And the fruit going to have seeds, and the seeds are going to drop down, and more fruit are going to come, and more and more and more. And then you're going to have much fruit. Thank God that's what we want. God wants us to have what? much fruit, but it begins with you forgiving. My God, let it go. Let go and let God. Oh, it's not going to matter much after you go down the road of faith. You're going to look back and know God has brought you out without a doubt. And I don't want to drown in my sorrows and lose my blessing. God was able to forge Joseph's character when he was buried down there. 22 years of a difficult life, but he had 71 years of a blessed life. And that was his reward of faith. If you diligently seek him, God's going to be a rewarder to you. Amen. 
He's going to reward you. Look at, look at Joseph. He has given us credence to believe in that scripture. 22 years of being planted down the ground. My God, but 71 years of fruitfulness. Isn't God good? God could do it. He can bring you out. How do we apply these truths? The main point was this. The trials we go through test us. Ah, oh, things are going to test you. God will test you. Will he tempt you? No. The devil does that. God's voice is not condemning either. He convicts you, though. He lets you know when you're wrong because he showed you the better way. And, he's, and you'll measure up. You'll say, wow, uh, God's servants is eating better than this. What I'm doing in the pig pen? Let me get up out of here and get myself right and go on back home. Hallelujah. That's how God convicts you. But he don't see you in the pig pen and say, you dirty, stinking pig. I knew, I knew you wouldn't amount to nothing. Is that God's voice? No. That's the devil's voice. He condemns you when you feel dirty and grimy. The devil is, he's, he's not playing fair. He's got all his little henchmen all around, and they're forming like a huddle, and you're in the middle, and they're just calling you all kind of names. And, and it feels like you don't even want to pray. Feel like you don't even want to call Jesus. Don't even want to read the Bible anymore. Don't want to fellowship with the people of God. But God is saying, no, come to me right then and right there. That's when you come to me. Take communion when you feel like that. You're not going to feel like you're worthy of communion all the time. But you come anyway. When you eat it in vain, it's dangerous for you. But folks are not trying to get a meal. Amen. They don't feel like they're worthy. And they're like, no, I don't need to take communion. I'm not worthy. I sin. No, God is saying, come to the altar. <laughs> There's a better way. You don't have to stay the way you are. Amen. Change for the better. If you have any iota of being in your mind to get better, use it. And God's going to amen, uh, bless you, because that, that little iota of a thought from heaven is the dream that's it's almost dead. You need to let it stay alive. Oh, let the dream have life. Breathe on me, Holy Spirit. Breathe on me until my heart is clean. Let sunshine fill its inmost part without a cloud between. Plants need sunlight. The S-O-N shine. Shine on me, Lord. Hallelujah. We got to get through these trials. Jesus was tested. Amen. And tempted. My God, as a man of God. And then as Christ, the Lord, he was able to defeat hell in the grave. And he has victory for us to live in. My God, let, let all these tests come. If you're in the Holy Ghost, amen, you're going to amen, get an A plus every time. God's uh, a word needs to be trusted, though. You got to trust it. You got to see his power uh, to be honored in your desperate situations. He's trying to equip us for the very thing that's coming to attack us. He's going to equip you ahead of time. God doesn't equip you while you're in the middle of it. He, he equips you beforehand. Amen. Thank God. So when the thing comes, you already have what you need. God said, Moses, what's that in your hand? That's all you need. I got a staff. Yeah, pick it up. Place it in the water. Part it, my God. God's power is with you. God said, I'm Jehovah Shammah. I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. I gave you what you need. You got to believe. You got to trust in me. Walk on the water, Peter. Come on out. And he had the faith at first, but then the flesh took over. My God, it shows us if you let the flesh take over, you're going to start looking at your surroundings and you're going to fall right on down. 
but keep your eyes on the prize. Ah, oh, that's what they said back in the, amen, in the civil rights days. Keep your eyes on the prize. Folks were trying to make folks fight, and they said, we shall overcome. We shall overcome what? Some, someday, one day. Deep in my heart, I know, I believe what we shall what? Overcome. Hallelujah. Keep your eyes on the prize. We got to do the same thing in Christendom. All kind of temptations all around us, but if we keep our eyes on the prize, my God, don't go in the midst of things where you're going to fall and fail in. Uh, there's no way you're going to win that because you're keeping your eyes on the failure. But God is saying, take your eyes out of that. Get your heart out of that. Get your faculties out of that mess. And place it above where Christ sits at the what? right hand of the throne of God. Home is where your heart is. Is your heart up there on the throne of God? We need to do that. God is trying to keep us equipped on this earth. And when we are equipped like that, others will begin to see God instead of us. I don't want folks just looking at Pastor Jackson. Amen. Putting my picture on the wall. Oh, mighty Pastor Jackson, great art thou, and reverencing me and stuff. No. You better reverence Jesus. I'm going to point you to Jesus every time. If it hadn't been for Jesus, I wouldn't be here. Amen. As a matter of fact, outside of the Lord, and when I unplug myself, uh, I'm nothing. Amen. I'm nothing without Christ. I'm plugged into the vine. The vine is Jesus. I'm one of the branches. I'm inviting you to be one of the branches with me. Can we be branches together on the vine? Hallelujah. Stay attached to the vine. Thank God, and you will have the food for your dream. We will, amen, reap the negative consequences we have planted after we do things on this earth to hurt other people. Even though God often uses our sinful uh, ways to accomplish his overall will. If your life isn't turning out the way you expect it, you need the perspective of uh, Romans 8.28. Amen. But uh, this incredible promise of God is not applied uh, to everyone. First, you have to what? Be a Christian. And not only a Christian, there's another, some more steps, but one that loves God. There's folk that are saying they are Christians, but they don't even love God. Uh, not only that, you have to align your life to the purposes of God, see? In other words, how heaven sees things. You got to have a heavenly purpose. This should invoke one of three responses. One, if you have never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, you can do that right now. You can do that today. Uh, what did Jesus say to that crook on the cross? The one that wanted to do right? He said, uh, I'm a sinner. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm not even worthy to look over there. This other one mouthing off. You, Jesus, why don't you help us escape? You escape and help us escape. The other one is like, you know, he was humble. And God told him, yes, you're going to be saved today. Today you're going to be with me in paradise. Isn't that great? Jesus witnessing to somebody in the midst of being in pain with, with nails in his hands and his feet. Still witnessing. Hallelujah. Still sharing the love of God. Oh, hallelujah. That's what God wants us to be. You could be saved today. That's number one. Number two, if you are a Christian and you love God already, uh, you would align your life to God's purposes, not your own. God needs you to do that in the Holy Ghost. Instead of asking God to bless your big ideas in your earthly story, turn that in, turn it around, 
and adjust your entire life to what God is doing in his heavenly plan, what he expects us to do in his heavenly plan, so that the uh, Romans 8.28 scripture uh, promise might be yours. Amen. What about this one, number three, the last one? You're a Christian, amen, uh, and it is not going well at all for you. Things are, are not making sense in, in your earthly experience, and it seems as if you are abandoned in, in the purpose of God's will. Remind yourself daily of heaven's purpose while enduring things on this earth. Like the American slaves whose lower story, the earth experience was very miserable, they sang songs about uh, heaven's purpose. Um, that's the same as the scripture said. Sing what? Songs, hymns, spiritual songs. Make melody in your heart. Amen. The biblical songs. Amen. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming forth to carry me home. My God. It made them think about Elijah. Amen. The anointing he had and the chariots came. My God. He didn't have to endure anymore after that. God came and swept them away. What about Enoch? Walking with God. He just walked on into heaven. God opened up heaven and let him just walk on in. My God. But us down here, looks like we're not Elijah. Looks like we're not Enoch. Looks like we got to go through. How many got emotional battle scars? How many, amen, my God, got psychological scars? We've gone through some things, my God. Oh, I'm talking all of us in here. We've been through family hurt, but not some of that was birthed way before, a couple of generations. My God, on the west coast of Africa, some in the Caribbean, my God, being put on ships. That wasn't a pleasure ship, my God. It wasn't Royal Caribbean. My God, and then they put they didn't put bracelets on you. No, that wasn't jewelry, my God. They were putting those slave locks on your on your wrists, on, on the ankles, on the neck. My God. Took our family. Some were amen stymied from having their language tongues cut out. My God, whipped the smithereens until almost no back was back there. My God. And using the men and women to breed like animals. My God, calling them breed readers. My God. And, and some of this psychology has come onto the shores of our modern generations. Some of those demons are still haunting and taunting us. My God, but God is saying there's a better way. Don't let the dream die. King said, I have a dream. I feel the love of God. God's pouring in oil. He's, he's pouring it in right here and right now. Up there, you raise your hand to heaven. God's got oil and salve. He's pouring in our midst right here and right now so we could get healed. My God. Master taught some folk bad habits. My God. We don't have to whip our kids to smithereens to get them to do us right. God said we need to talk to them. Explain. Hallelujah. Love them on in. Love till the hell goes out. Hallelujah. God's going to show us a better way. And them demons that taught master how to be cruel and put that in the folk. Oh, God. We're going to amen now. Believe God. Y'all, I need y'all to believe God. We're going to amen touch and agree that God will now sever the tie of generational curses. Murders that happened. Rapes that happened. My God. They raped women and they raped men. I had heard stories of them raping the slave men. 
so, so, so to make them humble down. My God, had them doing ungodly things. My God, uh, all of these demonic things happened to our people in the past. But God is saying, yes, there's going to be a healing. And God's going to sever the tie of those amen, generational curses. Uh, oh, some of us murdered back and did other things back to them. Others ran to freedom and were able to help others get out of that mess. Oh, we thank God for our heroes of the past and heroines of the past. And Lord, we thank you there's new heroes and heroines here today that's helping folk, amen, to know that there's a better way. Don't let the dream die. God's got a better character for us. God's got a better mentality for us. God's got a better psychology. God's got a better sociology. God's got better economics. God's got, amen, better domestic family uh, surroundings. God's got it for us, but we got to reach up. Don't let it die. Let God arise. And our enemies, them demons that caused it to be scattered, they came in one way, but they're going to leave seven ways. We believe God. Hallelujah, God. Come in, oh God, and raise up, oh God, new heroes and heroines of our modern day, God. Let a healing happen in the name of Jesus. Let families be healed, Lord. Give us the heavenly dream, the Holy Ghost heavenly dream that helps us, oh God, to rise to the occasion and build each other up in the most holy faith through the love of God. Oh, nothing can separate me from the love of God. Help us to love each other. Show us how to love each other. Show us how to see each other. Show us how to listen to each other. Give us empathetic ears. Give us compassionate eyes. Oh, it begins with having sympathy, but we need to move from sympathy to empathy, putting ourselves in other people's shoes. But after that, we better grow and, oh God, have compassion where we begin to now do some action that's going to cause the malady, oh God, to be severed all the way gone. We got to do like David and sever the head of the giant. Oh, we take the sword away from the giant and slice his own head with it. My God, help us to have wisdom to know how to do that. Everything the devil stole from us, God's going to amen now give it back. And he's going to double it up. God's got some doubling up. Oh, some double. Where's your faith? God's going to double it up. Hey, did the, did the canker worm take years away from you? Years away from your family. Years away from you. My God. God's going to amen restore the years the canker worm has taken. Hallelujah. Right here and right. He's pouring it in right now. Your strength prevail over weakness. Hey, in the name of Jesus, we watched our own siblings go through stuff. Some of us went through stuff. My God, hallelujah. God, pick me up, turn me around, place my feet on solid ground. Hallelujah. Don't care. They call me a punk, a mama's boy. You too scared to do this, too scared to do that. But God kept me clean. Hallelujah. Tried to go in a bar and look like I was ready to go to Sunday school. They spewed me out, but that's all right. I got my little hind parts hurt that day. But God said, I got better for you. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, this hallelujah belongs to you, Lord. My hallelujah belongs to you. Thank you for keeping me. Thank you. Hey, God, for giving me a right mind. Thank you. Thank you for keeping me from falling. Thank you for bringing me faultless before your throne. I know you're able one day you're going to save us all from the presence of sin. Don't have to worry about being tempted anymore. But while we're down here on earth, we got to go through some things. But God's going to help us to keep our eyes on the prize. Don't let your dream be deferred too long. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. God's going to bring your dream back to life. It's hidden in there. It's going to be, amen, revised. It's going to be, amen, re-inspired. Watch God work. He's going to do it for you. He's going to, he did it for me. He's going to do it for you. Raise your hands to heaven. He's pouring it in right here, right now. Newness of life. Hey, 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 hey. Newness of life, Lord. Newness of life. I thank you. We receive it. Pour it in. He's going to keep us from falling. He's going to build us up. Amen. He's going to encourage us. Oh, he's going to give you dreams, sweet dreams, to let you know it wasn't for naught. Don't you love the Lord? Are you the called according to his purpose? God meant it for good. He's going to give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to understand that. Watch God work. Amen. Hallelujah. You stay good, pillars of the most holy faith. Don't veer left or right. Because God is going to use you as what was called in math, the constant. And then he's going to build a case against those who are veering off. And now they're going to have an indictment built up because of the faithful ones. Look at God. He said, haven't you considered my servant Job? My God, Job was stationary. Are you willing to be stationary in God? Let God, amen, live in you. Let's accommodate him. Let's accommodate him better. There's stuff, oh my God, that's in his temple. Uh, we got to remember, this body is his temple. We forget. We get into this earthly, uh, temporary insanity, and we, we forget this body belongs to God. We used to sing that in the Baptist church when I was a little boy. My whole body belongs to God. My hand <laughs> Belong to God. Oh, my whole body belongs to God. We forgot our whole body, our mind, everything. Amen. Thank God. Let's remember that. Accommodate the Holy Ghost. Give him his amenities. Ask him what he wants. I dare you to sing songs, hymns, and spiritual song. Have a private prayer, singing time to yourself with the Holy Ghost, and ask the Lord, what you want? What's in me that shouldn't be? Help me. I want to accommodate you better. He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you. He will tell you. Hallelujah. He's going to tell you how he tells you. He knows how to talk to you. I've been praying, amen, and I, I, I don't toot my own horn, but I say I, I pray so much different than when I was a younger Christian. Sometimes God is going so fast, he's showing me spiritual pictures, and that's how my prayer's going. I'm showing him spiritual pictures, and we're like zooming a thousand miles an hour, and I could say a thousand things in a minute. My God, instead of reciting prayers, my God, he's showing me in his spirit. He makes me fly through. Amen. I want you to have an experience in the Holy Ghost better than you had in 2022. God's going to help us build up. Amen. Mature us. The Spiritual Maturity Series. Watch God work. Amen. Amen.
We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you. Thank you.